global controls will have to be imposed, and a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Crises precipitate change. Alright, take motherfucking two. I just recorded 16 minutes of gold that I lost because the recorder shut off. Whoopsies! Sorry! <laughs> Coming at you live during a motherfucking global pandemic. It's the Pat Barry Podcast. I'm out here on the front lines recording my podcast. I don't care that I'm in danger. I don't care that I'm risking my life to put these bits out there onto the airwaves. Because I care about my listeners. My listeners, I care about you more than anything. Even more than my own safety. And that's why I'm still out here recording this podcast completely safe within the confines of a vehicle. Uh, Yes, I'm really in total danger out here on the front lines. This podcast is going to go viral like the fucking COVID itself, motherfuckers. Because I got some tales to tell. Tales to tell. And as I mentioned earlier, I had them told... I had all of them told until I shut off the recorder accidentally because I'm a motherfucking boombots. That's what I am. I'm a fucking boombots. All right? As some of you know, by now, the fucking coronavirus, COVID-19, is sweeping the globe. Probably the only thing traveling the globe faster than the Pat Barry podcast is the COVID-19 epidemic. And so I'm going to talk about some shit that's been going down, all right? Normally, I know it's bits. I know it's wits and bits out here on the Pat Barry Podcast. But you know what? This episode is going to have some hot takes. It's the sizzle of a hot take, all right? I know you're used to bits. I've been feeding you bits. I've been spoon-feeding my listeners bits. And you know what? Now, my listeners, you guys have, 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 uh, have grown a little chubby because I've just been feeding you bit after bit after bit after bit. And now it's time for some hot takes, Now it's time for these hot takes to burn away the calories of the bits that you just ate. Because you've been eating my bits. You've been eating all the bits that I've been slinging out. I've been slinging bits like hotcakes. And you've been devouring them like greedy little listeners. Well, now it's time for me to deliver some hot fucking takes. And I am currently recording this podcast inside of my parents' Hyundai Sonata. Pardon me. Hyundai Elantra. Hyundai Elantra. This episode is sponsored by my parents' Hyundai Elantra. Living large within the confines of a Hyundai Elantra. Why am I recording this from a Hyundai Elantra? Because it's 2 o'clock in the morning and I'm at my motherfucking parents' house during the COVID-19 global pandemic. And I have respect for my family and I don't want to wake them up with the scorching reverberations of these hot takes that I'm about to drop. All right? I'm a little bit fired up, I'm a little bit angry, because as I mentioned nine times already in the past two and a half minutes, that I recorded 16 minutes of pure motherfucking gold that got deleted because I am a spaz, spaz, spaz. Triple spaz. Spaz to the third. Okay? Cubed. Spaz cubed. 
So yeah, coming at you live from the Hyundai Elantra. Sponsor for today's podcast, the Hyundai Hyundai Elantra. A compact, small car with decent gas mileage, and it's pretty good as a little makeshift pod studio, a little potty, potty studio. You've heard of a hot toddy? Well, this is a hot potty, all right, because this podcast is filled with hot takes. I've got hot takes, scorching hot takes. I'm tired of the bits. No, I'm not really tired of the bits. I always love the bits, but I want to do some hot takes, all right? I want to give you guys a little bit of a glimpse into who I really am. I want to break this fourth wall like it's a glass ceiling that was imposed upon me by systemic, you know, structures, all right? I'm breaking this fucking glass ceiling of a fourth wall and giving you a little bit of a peek inside the twisted chambers, canals, and catacombs of the mind of Pat Barry, the host of the motherfucking Pat Barry podcast. So as I mentioned, it's now 2.14 in the morning, and I'm recording this from the inside of a Hyundai Elantra, a gray Hyundai Elantra. And I do have my first non-human co-host. I have my family dog, Ruby. Ruby, would you like to say anything to the listeners? She just licked the microphone. I put the microphone, and she yawned. That was adorable when she yawned. Her breath smells a little bad, but when she yawned, it was adorable. Yes, we are joined with my first ever non-human co-host, Ruby. She's licking my face. I don't think you can hear that, but it's okay. Here's a little backstory about Ruby. I love this dog. She's fantastic. I love her. She's packed with personality. But, if we're being honest, which I always am to my listeners, she's a fucking asshole. She's been an asshole since day one. I love her, but she's a fucking asshole. And I'll tell you why. I, you know, I picked out this dog. I raised this motherfucker from birth. Not exactly, but basically. I raised her from birth. I went to the dog breeder's house, and as many of you who have gotten a dog before know, dog breeders are fucking weird. Dog breeders are weird. They're too into dogs, their houses are fucking dirty as fuck, and there's just, it, you know, I like dogs, don't get me wrong, but when you go to someone's house and they have 16 of them roving about freely, it's just a little disconcerting. All right. So I drove up to wherever this fucking place was, Peak Skill or some shit. And I go, and, you know, of course, as I mentioned, she's a dog breeder. So the house is a filthy. Uh, there's 11 dogs roaming freely, shitting, pissing all over the place. And who do I see but this little baby pup who at the time was named Ruth? But that is a disgusting name for a dog. So I immediately changed it from Ruth to Ruby. And yes, I know that's not nice to change the dog's name, but you know, she was fucking two months old. She has no goddamn idea. All right. She responds to Ruby now. Isn't that right? Ruby. She just responded. I know this is an audio medium, but she looked right at me in the eyes when I said her name. So yeah, she was named Ruth and I picked her. We formed an immediate bond. Immediate. The minute our eyes met, one might say it was love at first sight. You know, it was like the classic song, when the moon meets your eye like a big pizza pie, that's amore. And that's the story. So I picked her up. And now Ruby, she's gotten over it now, but when I was raising her as a puppy, this is before I moved out of my parents' house, to Brooklyn, book, book, Brooklyn, uh, bre- bre- Brooklyn, Ruby did this thing where if you left her alone for more than like two and a half minutes, she would just shit 
all over the floor. She's one of these anxious dogs who, as a matter of fact, is actually pretty vindictive, okay? Because she, you know, she'll, like, spite shit, all right? If if she gets even a sense that you're going to be gone and you don't bring her with you, you know, for even even five minutes, she will vengefully shit all over wherever she is left. Okay, so when you first get a dog and you, you go to like a little dog trainer or whatever, you go to a pet smart, they've got those little puppy training classes, whatever. The, the puppy training guy, he always says the same thing. You need to crate train your dog. You need to make your dog comfortable with the crate. Your dog needs to be in love with the crate. Okay, we tried that with this dog. We stuck her in the crate, and within two and a half minutes of her being in the crate, she shit inside of it, all right? And she did more than shit inside of it, all right? It's a small crate, and, you know, this is, already this is inhumane, okay? You're, you're trying to crate train this fucking animal, She's in this tiny-ass crate, and now she's shitting in it. And so she did more than shit in it. She would, like, stamp in it and, like, roll around in it and, like, pat it down with, like, her feet and stuff to the point where, like, she would make, like, a little crust on the floor of the crate. And uh, it took forever to clean. Uh, Not to mention it was inhumane, you know? She would get shit all over herself. It was disgusting. And I'm talking, like, no exaggeration. You leave for five minutes and this dog would shit everywhere. So we were like, you know what? Fuck it. We're not going to crate train the dog. We're going to give this little goldfish a bigger pond, all right? But much like a goldfish, you stick a goldfish in a small bowl and it grows to the size of the small bowl. You stick a goldfish in a big bowl and it grows to the size of the bigger bowl. And that's exactly what she did, okay? We let her out of the crate. We stopped crate training her, and we're like, you know what? If we leave the house, we're going to stick her in the TV room, okay? She can walk around freely. It's, you know, maybe she'll be more chill about it. Same story. Leave her alone. Two minutes. All it takes. Two minutes. And she shits all over the floor. And again, because this dog, as I mentioned, is an asshole. And I love her. Don't get me wrong. I love her. But she's an asshole. She's a fucking mental patient psycho asshole. She would shit on the floor and then stamp it down with her paws. Tell me that's not an act of vengeance. Tell me that's not an act of revenge, of punishment, of malice. Malice. You know, I leave the house. I was at community college on the, at the time. Uh, shout out to Westchester Community College, also known as Harvard on the Hudson. A lot of bright-minded individuals at that institution. I tell you what. Um, yeah, I would leave because I had to. You know, I'd leave for an hour come back and she would have shit all over the floor and she would have done her little stampy thing where she runs in the shit, she smears it on the floor with her feet. She, she would get it on her paws and then she would literally, I'm not exaggerating, I know I, as I mentioned, I always do bits. This is a hot take, right? This is not a bit, this is a hot take. Hot take being my dog is an asshole. She would, she would you know, hop up and, and like shriek and like, you know, claw at the walls and because she had been running through her own shit... She would smear her own shit on the walls. And as mentioned previously, she would like step in it all over in the floor. So it would like, you know, shit is a quite a malleable substance. So she would step in the shit and it would smear all over the floor and it would create like a new layer of like shit carpet on the floor. And so it got to the point where I would come home after leaving for like 11 and a half minutes and I would be spending two hours cleaning up this dog's shit. All right. It got to the point where I was using tools and instruments, tools and instruments to clean this dog shit. All right. 
I would come home. I would pour, I would have to boil water on a kettle to pour it over the now hardened, calcified, thinly layered shit that she had smeared on the walls and floor. Uh, and uh, so it got to the point. The time when I was most fed up, I was using a chisel, a chisel, to clean up this dog shit. But it doesn't stop there. Some of you might still have sympathies for her and say that she's not an asshole. And again, I need to reiterate, I love this dog. She's fantastic. She's the light of my life. She's my doll. But I need to be real with my listeners because I love you guys more than anything. Well, I love my dog more than I love you guys, but I still love you guys a lot. Uh, and I appreciate you guys. <coughs> what happened? Oh, that bugs me out. because I'm. S- Shut up. You're fine. Relax. See, she's barking because I'm talking shit. Stop. Stop, stop, stop. Relax. You're fine. It's especially sketchy that she's barking right now because it's just me and her in a car and it's 2 o'clock in the morning and we're parked in a dark driveway. So, yeah, my spidey senses are tingling. All right. Is there a murderer lurking around this driveway waiting to kill us both? I hope not. Uh, But I'm going to continue with this podcast because, you know, my listeners, I know you guys need it. We're all quarantined. We're all locked up. And I know you need this episode, so I'm just going to keep going. Uh, Yeah, so I love this pup. Don't get me wrong, but a hot take. She's an asshole. Uh, another thing she would do is chew up everything. She would chew, and I know, you know, I know it's a common thing. Dogs chew shit. She takes it to the next level. This dog has consumed no less than 350 pairs of socks, all right? My family went near bankrupt purchasing socks alone based on how many socks that this fucking asshole chewed up. She chewed up a pair of my mom's boots. She chewed up every hat that I ever owned. She chewed up remote controls. She chewed up one of my iPhones. I had an iPhone. She chewed through glass and destroyed the iPhone. So these are just some fun little stories about my uh, my co-host here, Ruby. You, Ruby, say what up. That was me growling, not her. But I, sometimes when I growl, she growls. So it's like a cute little party gag. Uh, yeah, so that's just some stories about my co-host, uh, just so you guys can can know who's on the mic with me is, you know, Wild Child Ruby Barry. Wild Child Ruby, my little doll. I love you. Rubalita, Rubalita. So yeah, me and Ruby are sitting in the in the Hyundai in my parents' driveway podcasting, the two of us. And some might ask, you know, well, what are you doing at your parents' house? I'll tell you. I'll tell you, COVID-19 is what I'm doing at my motherfucking parents' house, all right? I was in Berlin, Germany, as any of you who might have listened to episode five, another solo episode of mine. Uh, I was in Berlin, Germany, uh, doing a little solo DIY stand-up comedy tour, all right? Yeah. Stop licking the microphone. I was doing a little stand-up comedy tour, all right? Five-week trip. Berlin. Hamburg, Amsterdam, home. Five-week trip. Two weeks in, boom, coronavirus explodes. And this is kind of a sketchy story. So I wake up one morning, and the prime minister, no, not the prime minister, the chancellor, the chancellor of Germany, Angela Merkel, who has since contracted the coronavirus disease, because the world is fucking ending right now, uh... She was all over the news saying that she was shutting shit down in Germany, okay? I had been there for two weeks. The shows were great. I met a lot of interesting people, funny comedians, great artists, interesting people. Uh, My Airbnb hosts were amazing. Shout out to Jose and Jessica. I was staying at an Airbnb uh, doing doing stand-up shows, you know, the little self-book DIY tour. It was fantastic. 
uh, on my 14th or 15th day, Angela Merkel says, I'm shutting shit down. This virus is spreading faster than the fucking Pat Barry podcast, so I'm shutting shit down. Uh, at that point, the remainder of my shows were canceled. Uh, everyone was being urged to stay inside, so I said, fuck it, I gotta cut this trip early. Five-week trip, I'm cutting it early. But I'm not complaining, because there's many who have it worse off than myself, and I recognize that. Uh, so I, I cut the trip early. It's a Wednesday, and I buy a flight home for Friday. I tell Jose and Jessica, my lovely Airbnb hosts, yo, guys, I gotta fly home early because this fucking, you know, global pandemic shit is popping the fuck off and I'm not trying to get trapped in Germany because I'm gonna run out of money and I'm gonna be fucked. I only budgeted a certain amount of cashola granola to survive over here in the Orient uh, and if I get stuck over here in Germany, then I'm fucked. So it's Wednesday, and I buy a flight home for Friday. Wednesday night, I'm, I'm about to fall asleep, and I get an alert. President Trump suspends all travel from Europe. President Trump enacts European travel ban. So I'm like, fuck. Am I stuck here? I go and I click on the article, and of course there's no, you know, discernible concise information all it says is president trump to enact european travel ban starting friday and what do you know friday is the day that i bought my flight home it doesn't say does it start friday at midnight aka saturday does it start friday at this time that time so i said fuck it i'm not risking it and i bought another flight immediately so at this point it's late wednesday night early thursday morning you know like 2 30 in the morning and I buy another flight for 8.30 that morning. It's 2.30 in the morning, technically Thursday. I buy a flight home for 8.30 in the morning that Thursday. Uh, within a matter of two hours, I packed up everything I had, which was in complete disarray, as you can imagine, because I was anticipating being there for another three fucking weeks. Packed up everything I had uh, and wrote a note to my Airbnb hosts, Jose and Jessica. Shout out to Jose and Jessica, okay? Fantastic Airbnb hosts. When this, you know, apocalypse ends, and if you're going to go visit Berlin, I suggest staying with them. Uh, they're fantastic. Airbnb hosts, they made me arepas, arepas con carne, arepas con queso. Uh, you know, Jessica, she made me risotto. She made me risotto, and in addition to risotto, she made some salmon. Uh, my dog is just sketchily growling into the darkness, which is so fucking scary. Uh, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Ruby, it's nothing. Chill. At least I hope it's nothing. I hope it's not some, like, fucking pandemic serial killer. All right, whatever. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, my fucking Airbnb hosts, they were dope. So, yeah, I uh, it's late in the night. It's fucking Thursday at 2.30 in the morning. And... Uh, I have a flight now that Thursday at 8.30 in the morning. I'm locking the doors as if that'll help if some serial killer is out here. Uh, yeah, and so I have to quickly pack up all my shit and leave. And so I had told Jose and Jessica, yo, I'm flying home Friday. I'm sorry, but I got to bounce, and this is on Wednesday. So we were like, oh, yeah, you know what? They were like, okay, well, tomorrow at least we have Thursday together. They were going to come to one of my shows, my last show in Europe, what was supposed to be my last show in Europe. Um... They're going to come, they're gonna, we're going to hang out, we're going to do all this shit together. Now I don't even get to say goodbye to them because I'm not going to wake them up at 2 o'clock in the morning and be like, hey guys, i got to leave earlier than I said, blah, blah, blah. So I wrote them a note. And I'm not going to lie, I am a dramatic little bitch, 
because I loved writing a note. There's something about writing a handwritten a handwritten note that you know someone is going to read not in your presence that really just gets me going. Really just gets me hyped the fuck up. It gets me hyped the fuck up. So I wrote them this long handwritten note saying like thank you for everything. You guys were great. I love you. All this stuff. Uh and you know, here's the deal. At this point, it's like 3.30 in the morning. My flight's at 8.30. I'm writing them this note that I know they're going to read. You know, Jose and Jessica, they're waking up thinking, oh, you know, we're going to spend this last day together. We're going to hang out. We're going to make coffee. And then, I'm, you know, we're going to go to a show. We're going to have one last day together. No, I'm gone. I'm left. Vacated. Gone. And yeah, there's some little aspect of the drama of that that really just gets me feeling giddy. I don't know why, because I'm a dramatic little bitch, and I love it. So yeah, they uh, they read my handwritten note. It was a beautiful note. I thanked them for everything. Uh, and at this point, I'm scurrying on the fucking U-Bahn in Berlin, hauling my ass to the airport. Because everything's up in the air, man. Trump, all that I saw was a fucking... New York Times article that says Trump is banning all European travel. And I don't know what's going on. Am I going to be stuck here? Are they going to fucking test me for the virus? And are they not going to let me in? I mean, I had no symptoms at all. I hadn't even been around anybody that was exposed. So I I was confident that I was going to be able to get back into the country, but I was still worried, you know? It's like all up in the air. I get to the airport, and luckily for me, I probably had the last normal day of travel that anybody had, you know, in the world up until this point. It was a completely normal thing, you know? There was no restrictions. It was normal getting through customs. All that they asked was, had you been to Iran? Had you been to China? Had you been to Italy? That's all they asked. And I, God forbid someone answered yes to one of those questions. Who the fuck knows where they are now? Probably in some creepy fucking German quarantine, getting fucked in the ass by like a metal spear or something. God knows. So yeah, my my flying home was 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 luckily very simple, very easy. Uh, one day later, people were experiencing completely different situations. One day later, people were, uh, you know, left in, in quarantine in airports. People were on 10 hour lines trying to get back in the country. So I was very fortunate that I did not experience any of that. And so some now as to why I'm here in the burbs at my parents' house, (laughs) Out of respect for my roommates, shout out Nate and Steve, lovely gentlemen, uh, I did not return to Brooklyn uh, because I wanted to wash my clothes with my parents' laundry machines and shit, which would be nice. But then also, one of my roommates let me know that, you know, if you're coming back from Europe, you're supposed to self-quarantine for two weeks, and then if you don't experience any symptoms, then you're good, yada, yada, yada. So I am currently on day 10 or 11 of just being at my parents' crib, coming back from Europe, when I get to 14 or 15, I will head back to Brooklyn and resume whatever semblance of normalcy is left in life. Man, this really has lost its funniness. I can totally feel that because I'm on edge. My fucking dog keeps barking. I think that I'm going to get murdered, yada, yada, yada. So, yeah, that's what that's what went the fuck down, dude. That's what went down. I was on a five-week DIY stand-up tour slash comedy vacation in Germany slash Amsterdam, and because the goddamn coronavirus is sweeping the nation, sweeping the globe, pandemically speaking, uh, I cut the trip short, and I fled Europe and came back to New York. All right. 
New York, the streets, where I was born and bred, where I will die of the virus here in the streets of New York. So yeah, now I'm at my parents' crib in the motherfucking suburbs, and I'm not going to lie, it's not that bad. All right, I got the dog, uh, I got laundry machines, my parents keep the crib clean, you feel me, you feel me? So shit's, shit's not too bad, but I'm here, I'm here in, in the burbs, the place that I desperately have tried to escape my entire life, uh, the place that I despise. But, you know, it's okay. I got my non-human podcast co-host who's guarding me from, you know, transient corona serial killers out here in the burbs. A couple things I wanted to talk about. Uh, how are you guys staying busy during COVID-19? And I'd like to share some strategies. A couple things I've noticed. First of all, COVID-19, way too young, all right? I don't like 19. I would never go for a COVID-19, all right? I'm, I'm more interested in, like, how about, like, a COVID-27? Maybe, like, a young professional COVID, all right? I don't want no fucking 19-year-old COVID talking about astrology as it infects my respiratory system, all right? I want a COVID-28, 29, a COVID that kind of knows who she is, all right? A COVID that's into, you know, a COVID maybe that's read Infinite Jest, a COVID that's maybe read some Dostoevsky, all right? I don't want no fucking 19-year-old COVID talking about TikTok and fucking drinking, you know, what's it called? What What's the fucking, what's it called? The fucking, uh, the alcohol seltzers. What, are the, what the fuck is that? White Claws. I don't want no COVID-19 drinking White Claws, talking about astrology as it destroys my lungs and pulmonary system from the inside out. I would much prefer an age-appropriate, mature covid with maybe a degree in English, maybe a degree in art history, something of the sort. Uh, yeah, so I don't want no COVID-19. I want me like a COVID-25 or some shit like that. Now, a couple of my pervy boys that I know, some of these dudes are getting down with like COVID-14s and 15s. And I'm not about that, all right? That's way too fucking young. That's some Jeffrey Epstein shit, all right? Right now, Harvey Weinstein's in prison, and he doesn't have COVID-19. That motherfucker has like COVID-16 or something like that because he's a disgusting perv. Disgusting. Disgusting. Uh, how are you guys staying busy during the pandemic? I'm on hinge trying to get girls show me pictures that they boobies. All right? Because we social quarantining. I can't be meeting up with no honeys. I can't be going on no dates. So I'm trying to get girls to send me pictures of they titties. All right? That's what I'm trying to do. All right? I'm being real with ya. Being real, real with ya. All right? Boobies. Boobies. I just was, you know, hoping that after, you know, a not-so-funny episode, maybe I could tie it in with some attempts at humor as we wind down here. Uh, but you know what? I'm loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, I'm motherfucking loving it. All right? Use this opportunity to get closer to yourself. Use this opportunity to get closer to your fellow man, although, you know, figuratively, not literally. Social distance. You know, back when I was in high school, I was actually a social distance. I was a long, a, a long distance social distancer. I stayed far away from any friends or relationships or things of that and that sort. And yeah, it wasn't my choice, but you know, that's fine. That's who I was. Okay. Some kids are goth kids. And some kids, you know, are completely isolated freak losers like I was. But that's fine. You know, it doesn't matter. It's like we're all cool. We're all young. Uh, I just watched a disturbing-ass YouTube clip 
it was disturbing. And, uh, you know, it's pretty hard for shit to be disturbing in this era right now, especially given everything that's going on. But this shit really was crazy. It's a viral YouTube channel where this channel gets seven people in every video of different, you know, uh, age brackets and, and social groups and whatever. So the one I saw was seven high schoolers choose who among them gets $1,000. So that's the premise of the YouTube channel. The YouTube channel is a channel in which each week or, or month or however often they release the episodes, they get groups of people together, seven people, and they have the seven people argue amongst themselves as to who's going to get $1,000. This is why, you know, Scientology god Xenu has struck Earth with this global pandemic of the novel coronavirus, also known as COVID-19. Because these fucking disgusting, exploitative media companies are pitting the average human against one another like fucking paupers, all right? I watched an 11-minute YouTube video where seven high school kids all pled their case as to why they're the one that deserves $1,000. $1,000. That is probably a fucking peon fraction of this, you know, media company's budget. This is a YouTube channel that's owned by some fucking media company, you know, who are a bunch of rich, fat cat fucks who are making, you know, kids age range, you know, 14 to 18 argue amongst themselves as to who deserves the $1,000. That is pitiful. Pitiful that that is what human entertainment has come to. Like, you know, the idea that these rich freaks are licking their chops watching, you know, peasants argue over their fucking spare change money. That like I, that truly was something that I found like honestly I'll even use the O word here offensive, and it's also weird seeing high schoolers nowadays. Okay, I've been uh, out of college, uh, aka dropped out, for a hot minute now, and uh, you know I'm never around high schoolers. I'm not a fucking weirdo who's around high schoolers, and this is like the first time I've seen a high school person besides, like, I guess, like, a family member or a relative since I graduated high school in 2014. Shout out to Fordham Prep, class of 2014. Uh, so, yeah, since 2014, I have not been around, really, anybody that's in high school besides a family member. High school kids are fucking weird. Weird. We are full-on living in the Hunger Games, okay? These high school kids, they're all, you know, they they all are, like, fucking influencers, like I remember when I was when I like first started getting on Instagram and looking at influencers, that's the way every high school kid looks now is like an influencer. They all have like 11 piercings and like weird earrings. They're all, you know, immaculately dressed in interesting streetwear. Dude, when I was in high school, I had you had to peel the underwear off of my ass with like a fucking chainsaw, okay? I was a disgusting unhygienic freak. Uh these high school kids are wearing you know, meticulously coordinated, colorful outfits. You know, they're all gender neutral, which is fine, but, like, it, it's just weird. It's weird seeing them. They're so futuristic. Like, I'm looking at these kids argue over $1,000. Disgusting. Uh, not them, but, you know, whoever orchestrated this and has interest in watching seven high school kids argue over $1,000. They, they look weird, man. They just look fucking weird. And, uh, 
it was it was uh, not gonna lie. Some of it was fucking hilarious. Like, of course, the, they only had one black kid on, of course, and uh, the black kid gets up there and he's like, you know, I think I would just buy a new Gucci belt. Amazing. Give that kid the thousand dollars. Don't give it to the fucking, you know, chatty kid who's like, I'm gonna donate it to charity. I'm gonna buy textbooks. Let this kid get a fucking Gucci belt. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna talk to my people at Gucci because I got people at Gucci. And I'm going to get this fucking kid a Gucci belt. Because at least that kid was fucking honest, all right? The rest of the kid's like, I'm going to use it to start a nonprofit, you know, and the nonprofit's going to help kids look at their genitals with a magnifying glass so they can decide which one they are. No, fuck that. Get this motherfucking kid his Gucci belt, all right? He deserves his Gucci belt. Uh, yeah, so I just want to talk about that because that video was weird to say the least. Weird to say the most, if I'm being honest. Uh, we're winding down here. We're at 32 minutes. This is the longest ever solo app that I've ever recorded. We're breaching new territories. Uh, figured I'd read a quick ad. Hyundai Elantra. Specifically, the 2011 Hyundai Elantra. Longtime sponsor, the Hyundai Elantra. The Hyundai Elantra is the perfect vehicle for bar- borrowing it from your parents, driving to the AMP parking lot, and anxiously rolling a blunt in. Okay, for those of you who are 16 years old and are looking for a vehicle to pick up your two friends, uh, spend what little money you have on a dime bag of shitty weed, purchase a Dutch Master from the local bodega, uh, go to the AMP parking lot and roll up a blunt, then the Hyundai Elantra, specifically a gray 2011 model, is the model for you. This is the fucking car you need. All right, if you are a age-range 14 to 18-year-old high school student who's desperately trying to get high to numb the disgusting, whatever, passivity, grossness of living in the suburbs, if you're trying to escape suburbia if only in your mental state of getting lifted, then yeah, the fucking Hyundai motherfucking Elantra is for you. Hop in your Hyundai Elantra. Put your aux cord in. Listen to some fucking Avicii levels. Maybe some flume. If you want, maybe some disclosure, you and me flume remix. All right. Crack open that Dutch, break open that swag, Reggie weed, roll up a blunt and then pass it around with your two friends because you have nothing to do. And because you are desperately trying to escape the perils of boring suburbia. Boom. Hyundai Elantra. It's for you. Buy it. Buy it. Buy it. As always, follow me at my Instagram at Pat Barry stand up. Uh, once this fucking virus ends, assuming I'm alive and you guys are alive and you know the world is functioning, come out to my stand up shows. Uh, you will not regret it because even if my performance sucks, I will pay you for coming. Uh, I will pay you for coming. So please, please come out to my shows uh, post post corona pandemic. Uh, that's going to do it for me here. Thank you and good night. Wash your motherfucking hands, all right? And while you're at it, wash your motherfucking ass, all right? How about that? Wash your ass, because your ass is stinky, and I can smell it from here. I'm not even with you, and I can smell it.